All right. Hey, you want to hear a couple cool testimonies? Gosh, these are so fun, aren't they? They're so much fun. Guys, I'm just telling you, it's working. It's, that's all I can tell you. Um, so I think I shared this on the fellowship the other day, but this, is, uh, this was Vivian from England. And she says, um, maybe I just shared it with the prayer group. I don't remember. But uh, it just came in, I think, live when we were doing it. And she says, um, hey, thank you for doing the online fellowship group at a user-friendly time for those of us in Europe, Africa, the Middle East, etc." I could, I've been wanting to join for a very long time, but could never quite face the 1 a.m. slot. It was such a treat to participate. It's 5 p.m. in England. So you asked me to send this testimony I shared about the increase in my income. 2020, the year 2020, was um, different for all of us, and I've been struggling to make ends meet for a while with COVID, unemployment, yada, yada, yada. Even so, there were so many answers to prayer for specific needs. I was so blessed. But one day I thought, I've had enough. And that's really it, guys. It's, it's deciding, like, you know what? From this day forward, this is how it's going to be. Like, you prophesy over your life. <clears throat> one day I thought, I've had enough of piddling around. I want a regular income. I was, so, I was too stressed to think about a specific amount. So I just took a few moments. And I imagined amounts of money coming into my bank account from anywhere and everywhere. Ten days later, I received six deposits, five of which are totally unexpected, and I don't know where they came from. My income has doubled in the year, and the answers to prayer continue to take my breath away. As I said on the Zoom, this is only the beginning of the experiment now. I'm excited to play and see how far I can take these truths in every area of my life. Thank you for praying for my eyes, too. I'll be sharing the testimony soon. So, blessings, Vivian from England. That's cool. And here's another one that he he sent me this today. This is Mark from Savannah, Georgia. And uh, he'd shared some things in the past with me on Facebook. And, um, so this is how he starts out. So I did everything wrong compared to what the experts would tell you to do. <laughs> That's my kind of guy right there. So uh, I did it all wrong. According to the expert, it all worked, right? So here's what he says. I started at the beginning of the year to see me wealthy. I saw myself opening up a coffee shop, inheriting. It's not rocket science. Right. If you really understand what inheritance is, it's not. It's just like, oh, thank you for my inheritance. So in February, I quit my moderately paying job. Within 30 days, I went back with a a nice raise. But in a couple couple months later, I left my job again, believing, wait a minute, I have an inheritance. A couple months later, my savings were getting a little low. So I started looking for work, knowing my my wealth seed that I planted is still growing. I spoke a new job paying five times what I was making. That's good, right? Uh, and, and left it alone. Most of you guys would be happy if you made this year five times what you were making, wouldn't you? It's five times better, right? I left it alone and didn't even worry about a job making more or less. I just needed some money coming in, so I saw it. I found a job making good pay. Then I found out that all the overtime was straight pay. Ugh. So I found a new company needing some drivers. I found their number and I called. The owner, the owner answered. She told me she almost didn't answer. <clears throat> the next day... I got hired by that company for a job I didn't, I didn't even uh, apply for. I'll, I'll, I will now make enough money to put my kids in private school with money left over. Within a day of this co- company hiring me, the owner called me to offer me a different position. I'll be making close to a quarter million a year, and my average salary was always been 40000 Five times, right? It's a little bit more than five times. That's pretty good, right? Again, it's like uh, some of you guys make a lot more than that, I, I understand. But if you're making 40000 and then you just saw yourself making five times and it happened... He writes, yay God, yay me. So the seed of the coffee house is in that complete well still is growing. The truth is already done because there's no time and space within the spirit. Ha, to sum it up, I stopped working. I, t- I took the summer off. I enjoyed my kids. I got down to the last couple hundred dollars. My credit cards were maxed. 
Now I'm making so much money, I'd be able to live large and be able to bless others besides myself. So I really don't understand it all, but that doesn't bother me. I'm just inheriting. Okay, really long, so I'll stop there. Bless you guys so much. Isn't that fun? It's pretty cool, right? If your salary has been 40000 your whole life, and all of a sudden somebody pays you five times more for a job you didn't apply for, that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. That's why I wanted to share these two specifically. And it works in everything, guys. It works in your business, in your marriage, and in your... Uh, our relationships and um, you, know, you were asking me, what's the vision? I go, I don't have a vision. I have a vision for people. I don't have a vision for ministry. I never really have. I, I just, I really know that um, what's happening by the responses around the world going, uh, like our friend Kath, just friend, she, she shared last week. She said I could share this. So she goes, you know what? I'm number, I'm top 1% of all the um, mortgage lenders in the nation. And I'm not even trying. I'm just seeing it come in and it's working. I go, can I share that? She goes, yeah, I don't want to toot my own horn. I go, I'll toot it. That's a, that's a good deal. If you're top 1% in business in anything, that's good, isn't it? And you, you walk with her quite often. And you, I could just tell, I was like, Kath, you're prospering. And she goes, we've never been happy in our life. Everything's working in our lives. That's my goal is to, to be so zo, salvation. I've met a lot of Christians that aren't saved. That sounds weird. But sozo doesn't mean I'm getting to heaven someday. It literally means whole to a, to a Hebrew or an Eastern thought. I really do want to do coffee with you because we, we chatted briefly. And he goes, I get it. I'm from that part of the world. How they look at Scripture and how we look at Scripture is so different. They're, to them, it's meaning and what does it mean and where's God in this? What, what's the depth to this, these Scriptures? And uh, it really means wholeness and your life works. Relationships work. Marriages work. Finances work. Health works. Everything works. Wouldn't you want that kind of life where you just wake up and you go, Ah, oh, life's good. Even my pillow's good, like I was sharing. My fan's good, my pillow's good. Life is good. Amen? So, if it's not good, we're going to teach you how to make it good tonight. Amen? Right, Rich? Even, even New Orleans guys can do this. Just takes a little longer for you guys, a little slower. <laughs> just, just joking. So, all right, imagination. I know people. So here's what I want to share with you. Um, well, let me read it so you know I'm not making this up. Some of you guys, I've shared this with you before, but... <clears throat> I think Christians are shocked to find out what's in their book sometimes. Um, and it's all good. It's really good. It's really, really good. So I've shared this with you, but I want you to really think about this seriously. So <clears throat> here's Hebrews 10.1. The law having a shadow of good things to come. Now, you know what a shadow is. If you see a shadow of, of my wife or Ashley, it's not really them, but you can kind of make out, that, oh, I think that's Ashley. I think that's Dennis, right? right? But it's not them. Follow me? If I, if I want intimacy, I'd rather have intimacy with my wife, not a shadow. It'd be better, I think. I don't know, but just thinking. So, <laughs> so it says, the law having a shadow of good things to come is not the very image of the things or not the reality. In a different translation, say it's not the real thing. <clears throat> so the law, and if you go look it up, it's nomos, nomos. And it says the scriptures even. It just says the law, the first five books, or any compilation of scripture. So here's what he's saying. The book is not the real thing. It's pointing to some real truths. So these Old Testament stories are not the very reality. It's pointing to something that is real. That's what it's saying. Follow me. All right. And then you guys know that Hebrews 11.1. 1, <clears throat> my friends from Tulsa know it best because they, they heard it probably every weekend, right? So uh, now faith is the substance or is the title deed or is the reality of the things hoped for, but you can't see it. That's what scripture says. So all these Old Testament stories are a shadow of things about the kingdom, about the spirit realm, about 
Christ in you, about the kingdom within you, um, about prayer and intimacy with God, where it talks about, hey, don't be like the religious hypocrites, literally is what the scriptures say, where they're praying out here. And he goes, go into your secret place or the closet, and what you do in there, God will reward you openly. So he goes, this kingdom's a spirit realm. The kingdom's hidden. You can't see it. The kingdom comes with nothing observable. So the real thing is actually the spirit realm. And that's kind of what you guys are doing with quantum. It's like, that's, what, that's the real thing. So is everybody okay with that? I'm just reading your book. So it says, those stories are not real. They're pointing to something that's very real. And what is the truth? The truth is, and I'm going to use the, the I shared it in the email and the Facebook post. So we see these Old Testament stories where the high priest goes in once a year to the holiest of holies, and he meets face-to-face with God, is what it says. So we have this image where the high priest is going in face-to-face to God, and if God, if their prayers were answered, everybody would be blessed that year, right? So that is a story about good things to come. It's not the real thing. The real thing is something that happens in you. And then we see in the New Testament, it explains, it's the fruit of the Old Testament. It says, if you understand the Old Testament, here's the fruit. Here's the truth of what that all means. So the temple, where the high priest would go in and meet face-to-face with God, we see it in the temple system. But what's the real temple? You and I, the tabernacle of God. And so the holiest of holies is what in part of our body? Up here, between the cherubs, right? The creative, the creative ability of God. So when, anytime you see the high priest in the holiest of holies, where it says, you know what, if God answers prayer in that secret place, that hidden place that you come up a little higher and nobody can see you, that's you. That's the divinity of man. That's between the creative ability, between the two halves of the cerebrum. That is the holiest of holies. And we see all that imagery in the Old Testament, guys, where the high priest would carry around the Ark of the Covenant on two wooden sticks, which is you and I. I've been showing you to the Hebrews, the left top, the two wooden sticks joined together was you and I. We're always the wood, the cross, the uh, the trees of righteousness. So anytime you saw wood, hay, stubble, sticks, it was always humanity. It was always this part of us, right? So, and then we see the imagery of the temple where it's a, it's a, the God was in a movable temple that's made out of skin. Well, you should go, hello. If, if the New Testament says we are that, that makes sense. We're, we're a temple. Our garments are dipped in blood, aren't they? You cut yourself, what comes out? Blood right? We are the tabernacle dipped in blood that's movable and God's presence is within us. It was all pointing to you and I. So everybody good on that. So anytime we see these Old Testament stories, it's us. And so this is where I love quantum physics and the science behind it because for the first time in my life, I don't have to go, well, yeah, but yeah, I know, like they're healing stage four cancer, but they're not Christian. <laughs> Somehow that was bad, like they're stealing, healing stage four cancer, but they didn't do it in church. And that's where I've just come to this point. It was like, it all makes sense. Those guys just caught the kingdom of God. They've caught the divinity of who mankind is. They realize, um, you know, I love still to this day, I think probably the best image, if you haven't seen it, of just understanding this. If you go on YouTube and, and you just Google search Dr. Greg Braden, the, the, um, I don't think they've scrubbed it from the internet yet. I know the Chinese government was trying to, but the medicineless hospital in China where he gives the explanation because he was talking to the practitioners. And the practitioners are doing what I'm sharing with you and what, what Ashley and Ronell are going to sh- teach with this quantum view. is like teaching you who you are, teaching you that you are the most divine creative being on the planet and God is one with you and you're inseparable from him. He's in you and cannot separate it. Nothing can separate you from God is what Paul says, right? 
So then we make all these, we got 40,000 ways to be separated and jump back in. Um, which should tell you none of them know what they're doing, right? If, if, if 40,000 denominations can't figure out how him, to get him to jump in, maybe he's already in. Which is why, <laughs> which is why they need 40,001, because the other one didn't work very well. So they actually get it. They get the divinity of man. And here's what Dr. Braden says. The lady, I think she had bladder cancer or urinary cancer or something. I don't remember what it is exactly. But here's how he describes it. It is just one possibility of infinite number of possibilities that mankind can choose. And he says, they didn't rebuke it. They didn't come against it. They didn't pray for healing. The practitioners simply saw the woman already healed and felt the feeling as if she was already healed. And then he says this, which I think is the clutch to the whole thing. Knowing that the physical realm, he calls it the divine matrix. We would call it the spirit. We would call it God's presence. We would call it the science, does, science world is just trying to come up with things that the ancient writers in Scripture knew for thousands of years. The world shapes and molds to the field that they make with their heart and mind. And it's so awesome to me. Like, they just described Christianity, Christ in you, the hope of glory, where asking you shall receive so your joy may be full. So they simply saw this woman, a different possibility. They said, we simply chose a different possibility, knowing that we are the divine interface, which is actually a left, the Hebrew letter left. Mankind is the divine interface between heaven and earth. This is where God is. Nowhere else. Well, he's through and in and through everything, but you and I are his highest creation, and we're it, guys. We're the temple. We're where God lives. Fair enough? So quantum physicists get this, and I think prayer gets this. So if this is the holiest of holies, and in the Old Testament, this is where God met man in the story, but it's not the real thing is what Scripture says. The real thing is what happens in you. So what do you do between your two cherubims? What does your mind actually do the most of? You imagine, you think, you dwell, you create images, you, create, you are creative up here, aren't you not? What the challenge is, is we've made God outside of us, so we didn't realize that our imagination is literally God himself in the holiest of holies bringing it to pass for us. It can't, he can't make it more simple. So I'm going to try to show you in Isaiah and Jeremiah these beautiful stories that actually show this. Because remember, the Old Testament are stories of good things to come, not the reality themselves is what it says. But faith, the spirit realm, they're all pointing to something that's true in you. And you are the tabernacle. And what you do between these creative halves is the creative ability of God. So if you want to change your life, you simply change your thoughts. Think on these things, right? Scriptures actually make sense. And so that's where I'm not... <laughs> some of you guys, I, hey, some of you guys that, that can meditate for an hour or two, whatever, more to you, I can't. Well, I probably could. I just, I know I don't have to, so I don't. I'm such a, the king of easy. I was telling people, like, give me the simplest you got and I'll simplify it. Because I know it can't be that hard. Children have to be able to enter the kingdom. True? All right. So let's go through these scriptures and show you that the scriptures actually say this. All right. So Isaiah. Um, does Isaiah in your book, you guys like Isaiah? That's what I always ask the people now. I was like, well, why do you always say it's your book? Because I said, because you, you have a book, but you don't read it closely. We're actually treating it pretty seriously. So Isaiah 64, it says, but now, O Lord... It's yud heh vav heh, and I've shared with you what in Hebrew what yud heh vav heh is. Yod is the strength of the finished work of God. The ten, bring it into the ten. And hava, yod heh vav heh, is to be or exist. It literally means the strength of the finished work of God is you are whoever you say you are. Think on these things, right? 
Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are the boundaries of life. All the stories are about the same thing. This is the name I'll be named from generation to generation. I am, and that's who I will be, I am. That's Lily Yud, hey, Vav, hey, isn't that wild? So you can, from this day forward, prophesy over your life like this person did. Said, you know what? I'm tired of this COVID nonsense. I'm tired of not making money. I see myself making money from this day forward. I got tired of piddling around, she said. That's what I'm talking like, That's a Farm kids would have said it a little different. But same meaning. I'm tired of this. <laughs> that's how we would have done it. So, sorry if that offends you, but it shouldn't. Your kids hear much worse in kindergarten. So anyway, so let's go through this. But now, O yad he vav Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. So if you look at this closely, it says, but now, O Lord, you are our father. So the Lord is the father. So it equates the Lord and the father. And then it says, we are the clay, right? And you are the potter. So the Lord is the father. He's the Lord. And he's the what? Potter. He equates him. And because we've read this with a separation mindset for so long, we still, I know because I talk to you guys, you still have this God outside of you like, well, that's the Lord. I know. Have you ever heard the New Testament say, I and the Father are for? What is <laughs> right. I and the Father are one. From the beginning is what it says. I know it's really challenging to your theology, but let's read it for what it actually says, not what you were told. I and the Father are one. One. This is the mystery of God in the church is what it says. To become one. To become one. It goes, physical marriage is just a picture of you and God. The physical marriage we see on earth is really a truth about something even deeper in every one of us. That I've created you, every one of you, male and female, where we are the Father. Father the Father has the egg or the seed. The seed. So the seed determines the outcome, doesn't it? So it says your life, the progenitor, if you go look it up, father, pater, you know, depending on the Hebrew or, or Greek. But they'll say the progenitor, the one who decides. You and the father and what your life looks like are the same, is what he's saying here. The Lord, the father, and the potter are one. Now here's what's really interesting. I've shared this before, but it was just so rich to me the other day. It's like, I got to share this again. Because I was sitting out in the morning and and I was, I was sharing with the overseas uh, call, and, and I was just showing them. I was like, God, you know what? It's like, it was a beautiful morning in Colorado. It's just a little bit chilly, but the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. There's a little bit of snow on Pikes Peak. And I was like, you know, if you never knew anything, if you didn't have any religious upbringing, and you just looked out here and you go, this place is beautiful. And wherever you live, too. I just, we're fond of Colorado. We love it here. You're like, God, this place is gorgeous. It would be hard to really conceive of something that God's really angry and he wants to destroy all of it, wouldn't it? To me. If you just didn't know any religious teaching, you just go, this place is amazing. And I'm in it. And then the good news was, oh my God. So this, to me, I, that, that's where I love the science behind it. When you go look at like the Hubble telescope pictures where we think we can grasp this stuff, I, I just... You know, when you talk about so many light years, that these things are so many light years tall, and that is the length that light travels in a year. And it travels, what is it, Martin, 182,000 feet per second or something like that? 186,000 miles, yeah, feet. 186,000 miles per second, right? That is a, that's better than space travel, isn't it? (laughs) 
Anybody, any of you guys want to do that? You guys want to do, you, yeah? Do you want to? I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, no, if you want to, great. It's just, it's, it doesn't really, I'm like, you know what? I, I think I'd rather have a hot dog at the Legend Suites, but that's just maybe I'm an easy life from Iowa kid, but I suppose I would do it. I just, I, it's not one of my deals, but some of you guys that are techies and pilots and I get it, like, like I just want to do this my whole life. I'm like, okay, just don't get upset with me if I just want to have a hot dog, right? That's all you want to do? I'm like, what do you mean that's all I want to do? That's like life. Like, it's life and life more abundantly. So anyway, if you go look at all this, it's really fascinating. So the Lord, the potter. So I was going, so look at this creation. Look at light years of these nebulas and these different things that go. The same God that created all of that is one with you. That is mind-bending if you really start thinking about it. So then I'm sitting there in my chair drinking my coffee going, wow, that's pretty heavy. And here's how he did it. Like I was sharing last week, I created everything in my likeness, in my imagination is what the scriptures say. I imaged it and became, and we're created in his same likeness is what it says. Just like him. And then it says, Christ in us, the wisdom and the power of God. And I've shared with you to make it really easy, the anointing of God, the Messiah, Christ is in you. Apostle Paul says something that'll stop you dead in your tracks if you actually read it. Most people just read over it because of their theology, but it says, I once looked for an anointing or a Messiah outside of me. I no longer do. Oh, that's big, right? It's like he realized, my God, the presence of God is in you and I. So think about that. God created light years of things. He's ordered, he's ordered the universe. Uh, and I loved what Dispenza said the other day to somebody, you know, because just by what he does, he's going to attract more of the new age crowd and everything else who don't believe in a God and all these different things. And, and so I think what they're really missing there is they're missing, the, um, they're missing the relationship of love. Like we've talked about that a lot. It's like, yeah, it works. But you know what? The same thing that caused them to fall into some of these health issues and medical issues, et cetera, was lack of love. It's like, I don't know who I am. I feel a little guilty about something. Or, and it, there's nothing to be shameful for, guys. God doesn't keep track of wrong. But I think that's what they miss. And so I love what he's doing because he corrects them a little bit. And he says, well, the Big Bang. He goes, you guys believe in the Big Bang? And most of them would say, yeah, yeah, of course. We came out of this Big Bang, right? And he said, uh, after an explosion, did things go to more order or disorder? Yeah, right? It's entropy, right? Remember that? Yeah, okay. She's my mechanical engineer too. So he's a mechanical engineer. Said, uh, he goes, so if we were created in this Big Bang, why does everything work? Why do the heavens work? And, and we can, cl- Apple can do their top clock by it. If you techies, right? Down to, I don't know how close it is, like so many nanoseconds or whatever, 10 to the negative six is nano or micro. It's like fascinating. So anyway, there is this order. There's this spirit. There's, and we would just call it the love of God, the spirit of God. So anyway, all of that, these light years of creation, he simply imaged it and it became. The spirit is malleable is what these scientists are figuring out. And here's what they're basically teaching. They're teaching the scriptures, in my opinion. So they'll go, your imagination, what you do in the holiest of holies is literally God himself doing the work. I think that's where we get the disconnect. I'm doing it wrong. I think it's impossible because whatever you do and there is God doing it, right? I just really believe that. It's like, no, so... The mere creation is like, hey, if 
all you really do, and I'll show you these scriptures, you look at your life and you can tell what you're focused on. You can tell what's going on in here. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, I created that? Oh, that sucks. So, but then to me, it's like this such a life-giving thing where I don't have to come up with excuses outside of me going, I simply have to change from this day forward my imaging and it's God himself bringing it to pass. If he can create these light years of nebulas and everything else and everything's orderly and he's given me his royal rule and reign, doesn't it say that? I've given you the kingdom, which is literally his royal rule and reign, and it's within man. Well, the temple system, the only time they met with God was in the holiest of holies. That means it's right here. Follow me? So imagination, strongs, it's what I love about this is, uh, so the Lord, the Father, the potter are all equal. Then if you look at potter, it literally is your imagination. So yud heh vav heh, the ability to be I am is what you image within the holiest of holies. And that is the father, that is the progenitor, that's the seed you're planting where life conforms and molds to what you're doing here. Man, that's so good when you get that. It doesn't make it hard. You don't have to do through hours of prayer. You can simply go, thank you, Father. I know I have the creativity of God. And if I've seen it, I know it's coming to pass. Even though reason, the facts seem to, if we can hold on to that, which is really all faith is, I know this spirit realm is more real than I'm doing here. And if I hold on to that and make that more real than what I'm experiencing, I know I'll experience it. And the quantum physicists, they're just bold. They go, you can conceive of an idea before it happens and then it will become. Like, that's like faith. That's so, God, it's so much easier than, well, the Bible clearly says, well, we have to use it because you guys read it. So, so the verb, it's the verb and the noun. So here's a lot of the Hebrew was this, is if you're a, I've talked about this. If you're a king, Zedek, Melki, I'm sorry. Melki is the noun. If you wanted to verb it, it's Melki. You king, king. You Melki. You, you king, king. That's why I was joked. I was like, she's a babe. She babes. She's the noun and the verb. Like, <laughs> so that's really how they talk. So the verb and the noun are exact same three Hebrew letters. So if you look at Strong's 33:35, the potter is Yatsar. The noun is Yatsar. So it's just whether you treated it as a noun or a verb. So it means earthen, fashion, form, frame, maker, potter, purpose. Devise in the mind, like I was sharing you last week. You, there's a ton of them. You can just go through it. But it has this idea to verb, when you think or imagine, you are shaping clay, which this next one in Jeremiah will really get you there. And if you want to look at the imagination itself, the noun of it, it just means imagination, a form, a purpose. So the imagination is like a shaper or a former, just like a potter shaping clay. You guys good. I've shared this with you. And then when you really dig into the Hebrew, like basic, you can, some of you guys, you're asking all these, how do you do it? It's, it's like, this is the easiest way for most of you guys to start. How do I learn Hebrew? Like it's hard, but you have the mind of Christ. So don't get all bogged down, right? The easiest thing is to just go, Show me the 22 Hebrew letters, what they mean and what the numbers are. And you can print out forms of forms of forms. And they all have different ideas, images, thoughts, and they have a number attached to them, right? So Yod is the number 10. And it's also the finished work or the strength of God to do work. So I see a lot of people like, the finished work. What is it, right? Well, he did this thing on the cross. It's finished. What? Wouldn't that help? Like, what does it mean? So it's like, well, it's finished. Yeah, great. <clears throat> like I said, I've seen the vast majority of Christians in my life are not so zoed. I mean, there's parts of their life. I'm like, what a mess, guys. Like, come on, like, let's get it together a little bit, right? 
And I think it's because of this idea of separation that we think it's hard and it couldn't be further from the truth. It's simply image it and it'll come to pass. The challenge is I'm trying to get that into your heart so you actually believe it. So I'm pounding on you because those same scriptures are the same scriptures over and over and over. It's about two covenants. To the Hebrews, like the man, the fact that we can come into intimacy and life comes out was proof God's with me. And if I can do that, come up a little higher to the holiest of holies, the same conception happens in the holiest of holies where I release the seed of God within. Doesn't the kingdom say that? The parables? Here's one for you. A little thought piece. Everybody wants to expand the kingdom, don't they? Like most of the people in ministry. What are you doing for the kingdom? That's what they always ask. What does that mean, right? If you really understood it. <laughs> I love what Francois de Troyes says. He goes, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to get a manicure. <laughs> he's talking about building the temple. He's like, what are you doing to build the temple? He goes, I send my wife to get a manicure because she's the temple of God, which I just love that. It's so good. God, you, you want to get a religious person really upset? Tell them what's in their Bible. God, that'll just drive them crazy. So shocking to find out what's in there. So what was I talking about? I just had that image now. What was I saying? I got distracted. My wife in that hot pink little thing she's wearing. I don't know. It's like, whoa, sweetie. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. She got me all... Oh, Yod, 10. Thanks, Brent. See? Oh, it's Leslie. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Leslie. So, Yod. Okay, Yod is the 10th, the strength, the finished work of God. That, that's the finished work. That's it. That's the finished work. And it's attached within us. Zod is a picture of a fish hook. And literally, it says, if you go look it up, it says, it draws everything to you or hooks you. Or a harvest. And then Resh is your head. So Yatsar is the strength or the finished work of God is Yahweh. It's the Father and it's your imagination. And the Hebrew letters draw it out. It says the finished work of God or the strength or power of God to do work draws or harvests everything you do within your mind. And that's called a potter, like a potter shapes the clay, which is your divine imagination. <laughs> Couldn't get more clear, right? Now, this next part in Jeremiah, I absolutely love. Let's go to this next slide. I love this. So I would, I would really just challenge most of you guys, read this without the idea of separation. If you and the Father are one, and we just learned that the Lord, the Father, and the potter are one according to your book. The equated, right? Now, listen to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah means something really cool, too. That should tell you something as well, guys. When you look up any Hebrew name, it'll give you the idea what the story's about. Like, Noah is not about death. It's a seed that's created and, and produces life in the inner chamber. Noah. Now we have everybody getting killed, but eight. That's where Stephen Melton and I would always, before we understood this, we were like, left behind. Dude, I hope I'm one of the eight left behind. Because if we're really, it says like, in the days of Noah, right? I'm like, yeah, the only guys who left, who lived were the left behind guys. And that screwed up their theology, so they didn't like to talk about it. But Noach means to release the seed in the inner chamber brings life. Mm. So, Jeremiah 18.1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And that word is debar again. It's, it's what's released from the head of man. Mm-mm-mm. Both spiritually and physically is what he's talking about again. It says, go down at once to the potter's house. The potter is the Lord, the father's house. Who is the, who's the father's house? Where is the Lord's house? You and I. So if you go down to the potter's house, where are you going? Within you, right? 
Go down once to the potter's house. There I will reveal my message to you. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at his wheel. So he's giving you this imagery. Like you guys, you can see the potter spinning, right? And he's doing the clay, whatever. He's trying to give you, it's exactly like, oh, I didn't finish that. The kingdom, this was the thought piece. Everybody wants to expand the kingdom. Jesus tells us, without a, without a parable, I teach not. So which, which stories are we teaching without a parable, according to Jesus? None. Uh-oh. Well, now what? I don't know. You've got to ask that yourself. <laughs> I'm down there. People are like, wow. I go, dude, I passed that exit a long time ago. I'm like way down. Just like it's the best news ever to me. So, I, but this is the thought piece I asked them the other day. So the kingdom is like soil. This is the parable of parables. And, you're, and then he tells you what it is. Your heart is like the earth. It's like the soil. And you get to choose whatever you plant there. Because if you don't understand that parable, you'll know none of the stories I teach. Does your book say that? Mine does. Where's all this bloodshed in those parables? You cannot find them. Thought piece. Hello, right? It's within you. It's something that can't see. I kind of gave you a little tip last week about what the blood was to a Hebrew. It was the seed of the grape. It was the life coming out. Doesn't that make sense where Jesus goes, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Anyway, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, <clears throat> oh, but the vessel that he was shaped from the clay became flawed in his hand, meaning it was spoiled at different translations. Say it was spoiled. So he, it says we are the clay, right? So if there's something in your life that's spoiled, who is the source of it? What the scriptures say. But the vessel he was shaping, because the potter's house is within us. It says the vessel he was shaping became flawed in his hand. So he said, repent, be baptized. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> he says, you dirty, rotten sinner. No, he didn't say that either. Here's what it says. So he formed it into another vessel as it seemed best for him to do. You get to choose. All things are possible to him who believes. Where do you believe? Within. Right? Think on these things. That's who you will be. Guard your heart, the earth and soil in here. Like I was sharing last week, if you see a garden, like Bear's like doing his garden all the time right now. He's doing his trees and his carrots and tomatoes and I don't know what he's doing anymore. He's plant, planting one tree today in a different place. I don't like it there, so he's planting a different tree. But he's loved gardening. But if you see a garden, like if you see, like Rhett and Leslie, you look out in your, your big acreage there. If you don't take care of it, what does it look like? Weeds. But there's nice plants in there too. There's flowers and plants. Anytime you see a garden, it's... Mankind specifically gardened it. We chose what it's going to look like, the rose and what's planted, etc. You guys with me? All right. And he says, your heart is the garden, meaning that you get to choose whatever you plant in there. You can garden that thing. So my encouragement would be make it a really good garden. Because he goes, that's the parable of a parable. So he formed it into another vessel. What seemed best for him to do? You get to choose. Isn't that amazing? Let's keep going. Then the debar, what's released the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, who is the house of Israel? The only house of God, all the New Testament, is you and I. It says you are the house of God. You are the tabernacle. But most of you guys have read this separation theology for so long. When you see the Lord, the potter, this Lord outside, O house of Israel, you're thinking of this plot of dirt in the Middle East, but you cannot read your book again. Paul says, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female. We are one. One body, one name, one baptism, and we're all one. Doesn't it? There's, what are we doing? I don't know. 
O house of Israel, that's you, declares the Lord, the power to be anything you want to be, literally if you go look it up in Hebrew, can I not treat you as a potter treats his clay? He's given you carte blanche here. Come on, guys. He goes, your imagination is you can choose anything you want to shape it into. Can I not treat the clay like a potter shapes his clay? Have you ever seen a potter and he's doing it and it doesn't quite work? Remember like the pinch pots in kindergarten? You guys do that in your art class? They looked horrible. And then your mom would go, that's such a nice pot. I'm like, no, it's not. It looks really bad. I remember bringing it home. It looks like I made it. He goes like, oh, no, like keep it. And then they throw it away. I don't know. I, sorry, kids. I did every now and then. It's like, think they'll notice? Like, no. <laughs> so, like, wow, it's amazing. Not really. It looks like you did it, right? But here's what he's, you guys know what I'm talking about. You would do those things, and then they'd put it in the kiln. And I would just remember, like, then they would, you'd get to paint it with all the paint. I, I, somehow, as a little kindergarten, my imagination's wild. I'm like, you mean, Mrs. Art Teacher, we're going to put that in the kiln, and it's going to come out beautiful? Yes. And it came out, and like, oh, just hard. Nothing changed. It just is a hard version of what I made. It's really still bad. So mentally, I just thought, but the kingdom is not like that, is what he's saying. You cannot, can I not treat you as this potter treats his clay? What is the potter? Your imagination. It is the Lord. It is the Father. You get to choose. You get to progenerate. You get to plant the seed. And it's just like a potter treats the clay. If you don't like your life, turn it into a different vessel, is what he says. So it says, I, can I not treat you as the potter treats his clay? Just like the clay in a potter's hand. It says we are the clay. We're also the potter. Isn't that fascinating? So are you in my hand, O house of Israel. But most people have this hand of God out here, not realizing it's within you. The hand of God, the hand of Israel is in you. And it's like shapeable, moldable. You tell this to a quantum physicist, they go, we get it. We don't necessarily understand it. We just know there's this divine matrix that you can see something in your life before it happens, and it will come to pass. That is so awesome, just trying to get our arms around that. So the same creative ability that creates these light years of things, it's simply this. I got tired of piddling around. I just got tired of blaming COVID. I got tired of this, and this laid me off. My company did this. Screw it, guys. Isn't your life like the potter shaping clay? Why don't you mold it into something that seems best for you? This guy said, what's best for me is to make five times what I've ever made. That's a good best for you. He's going to realize he could put it with 10. It's infinite. How many things are possible with God? All. Are you not one with him? You're one with the Lord. You're one with the Father. You are the potter. And your life is just as moldable and shapeable with the creative ability of God within you as potter shaping his clay is what it says. That is so fascinating to me. So Jeremiah, you know, I tell you like the story, what it means is Yah or Yahweh. Yah is just Yah for Yahweh. It's the power, the finished work of God to be anything you want to be. So here's how simple it really starts to become. As a man thinketh, so is he. So the finished work or the strength of God is Yah, Havaz, to become or exist, or I am, literally. Whatever you say after I am is what your life's going to be. So if you say, from this day forward, I'm making five times what I used to make. Yep. And the world conforms to shape it, bring it right into that. No more efforts required. Is that cool or is that cool? For business guys, Brent, some of you guys, like, let's go to work, man. Right? Let's do this thing. Let's, let's be whatever we want to be. That's what's so fascinating to me. So Yah is Yahweh or Yahweh will rise. We always see this idea, like, keep your head cast. You know what? Rise up. Stop looking down at the... Stop, stop being John the Baptist. 
Because John the Baptist was still an external thing. And it says the least in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist is. Wasn't it? And what was John the Baptist doing? Looking around eating bugs. And I see some of these woke people like, we're making protein out of bugs. That's your fault. That's just stupid to me. Like, stop, rise up a little higher. Amen? Eat something good. Now, if you want to eat bugs, great. But my family would just choose not to go down the bug aisle. It's just like, they don't have that at Safeway yet, I don't think. Like, they might now, because, like, quinoa, I never knew what that was. So I'm just going to say, it's, that's what my kids get joke now. Like, do you want quinoa? Joaquim, they know it. <laughs> oh, you quinoa eaters, that's fine. The first time I heard about it was first class in the United. It's like, would you like quinoa? I don't know. What is it? And they showed up, I'm like, I still don't know what it is. What, what is that stuff? Like little beads of stuff. Like, where's this, like, real stuff? So Yahweh will rise. So the Lord will rise. There's this rising up. Stop being cast down is what all the scriptures have this idea. Brown's Drivers Briggs, if you go look it up, just says Jeremiah means the womb is loosened. So we always see the womb bound. So if the womb is loosened, what comes out of a womb? Creation, life, right? So Jeremiah means the womb is loosened. So whatever's in your womb is loosened. And that is your imagination is what it says. You loose or create out of your womb whatever you do in your imagination, the two cherubim up here. It's the most holy thing you could do. So anyway, it means when Yahweh or the Lord arises, the womb is loose and it gives birth to what's in, in the womb. So if you don't like your life, simply change your thought, change your imagination, because as he is, even so are we. Everybody with me? All right, let's finish this up. Let's go to this last slide. Here, it, what I'm trying to do, guys, is convince you. And I think for me, what's really been speaking to me, everybody can do this differently. I think that's why I love seeing how intricate our body is. Like, just the, if you've ever, just go watch them. Um, you can find anything on YouTube which is fascinating today, like uh, a brain synapse forming. Like, they just have somebody think on good things, and they literally, Dr. Carolyn Leaf shows this a lot in her stuff. It literally shows these, like, dried up neurons and synapses in our brain. They fragment away and then attach new, beautiful tree like ones. It's so literal, I think. Like, you are the trees of righteousness, guys. Literally, all of a sudden you see this, these new synapses in real time with these electron microscopes. I go, how complex are we? And he simply put himself, the anointing of God, in us. And the journey of life has learned how to only use this creatively for us and those around us in love. That's the journey to me once I understand how the Hebrews wrote. It's like, learn to live out of the tree of life. You will experience the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because I put it in your heart. And you're going to go, that didn't feel good. So by, <clears throat> by choice, the only way love can be real love is if I choose. I've tasted what darkness is. I choose light. I've tasted what depression is from this day forward. I'm not going to blame trauma. I'm not going to blame things outside of me. We all could. Right? Anybody ever had trauma in your life? All of us. Why don't we yatsar? Our mind can go anywhere and do anything. Why don't we start focusing only on what we want, not why we got here? Does that make sense to you guys? Whew. It's a hard one for a lot of people. Like, you don't know what happened to me. Like, yeah, I don't, you don't know what happened to me either. But I do know the solution. Do you want it? Unfortunately, as you know, a lot of people don't. And ever, whenever you're ready, guys, when you turn within, it heals you. It heals you. You can simply imagine something you desire. So anyway, Scripture tells us we get to treat the physical world as effortlessly as a potter treats clay. So if you can get that image of the potter doing his things, like, you know what? I don't want that. 
I'm going to create this beautiful thing. And he goes, your life is like that. We are the clay. Our life is as shapeable and moldable as a potter shapes his clay. And what it is is your imagination. Can't you go anywhere? You can bring then here and there, or there here and then now. Can't you do that? That's your imagination. Those were the chariots of God that they talked about, where God goes on the chariots with the clouds of the air. I mean, we can go anywhere at light speed. Actually, not even light speed. We can go anywhere at any time, all the time. And B. So it really is that. So here's what I would tell you to do. And just be creative, guys. It's, it's literally creative ability of God. So I, like I said, I, I like to see creation. I like to look at the mountains or wherever you live. Like the ocean's just magical if you get to the ocean. Like, come on, guys. How does this tide go in and out? And like this endless thing. And he goes, yeah, I created that. And if you can just get the image, that same creative ability is in you. You simply think on something that comes to pass. The challenge is you don't believe it. People think on something, they'll go, I swore I was going to wake up and it, then I looked around and it didn't happen. Listen, if you are so real that it already happened because you've imaged it, you don't really care what's going on right now. You stay in the present like, I know it's done. I know it's done. And you're happy. You're happy, right? That's why I love this guy. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm making five times, but my, my image I know is still, I'm going to be very wealthy and own the coffee shop. Great. Isn't that a choice? That's a possibility. His divine imagination will take him there all by itself. Amen? So that's the good news. We can get to our feet. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Potter, that we're one. Isn't that cool? The holiest thing we can do is act like God, see and feel like God because we're one with him. The best thing we can do is inherit everything that's already completed. All the work is finished. And the true finished work is yud heh vav heh. I can become whatever I want to become and receive it for freely at any time. So start to see yourself effortlessly flowing in wealth, Start to see your businesses prospering effortlessly. Start to see your life just joyous. Start to see all your relationships just healed, whole, vibrant. We really just walk around like that song we were talking about, happy. It's just like there's a room without a roof. There's no limits to what you can do in your imagination. And if you can just simply accept that that is God himself, it's not you trying to build up enough faith. That's not you trying to work it out. It's not you trying to even manifest it. That word's like thrown around all the time right now. Because manifest means bring something out of nothing where that's not really actually true. It literally is everything's already been created. Every possibility is already here. You simply choose which one you desire to experience. That's you would hey, guys. So you watch. If you just start to see it as real, start to feel it as real, and if you can stay there despite what all the facts say, I promise you it comes to pass. You can't screw it up. Amen, amen, amen. If you need prayer, come on up.